Welcome to Solving the Financial Puzzle, where every week we discuss the latest issues surrounding the complicated world of personal finance. Each week, join Walter Storholt and certified financial planner Dan Capril as they help you put together the pieces of your own financial puzzle. And for more information on today's topic, visit matsonandcapril.com. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Solving the Financial Puzzle. Walter here with you alongside Dan Capril. And on today's podcast, we're going to talk a little bit more in detail about health care. On a previous podcast, we kind of talked about some of the challenges that Medicare you know, poses to us and, and how we have to navigate around uh, some of the decisions there. But really, healthcare deserves a little bit more time to talk about the nuances. And Dan, just sort of as a launching point here, how prepared do you think the average average retiree or person approaching retirement, uh, how prepared do you think they are for handling the health care costs they're going to face throughout their retirement? Well, you know, if we're looking at averages, you know, the average person isn't really prepared for much of anything. So, but even the person who tends to be a little bit more astute in their financial affairs tends to overlook this one, or at least is kind of uninformed. Um, you know, in some ways, the, the system, and this is for people under 65, the system is a little bit better than it used to be because the issue of pre-existing conditions, it's no longer an issue. So, you know, 10 years ago, if you retired at 62 and you had some type of health issue, if you had type 2 diabetes or sleep apnea, I mean, I'm not even talking, you know, fatal stuff. I'm just talking chronic stuff that can get you over time. Um, it could be very hard for you to, to get any type of health insurance for that reason. Uh, they just didn't want you. And in my case, because I have sleep apnea, that was a major problem for me. And I had to pay an exorbitant premium, not you know, because it was a group policy. I had to buy a, a small business policy, which they didn't want a group my size. But that was the only way I could get it. And uh, when the Affordable Care Act came in, one of the things that they changed was that. Now, if I'm an insurance company, I don't know if I like that change because, you know, it's almost like saying if you're a homeowner's insurance company, you know, you should insure burning homes. But in any event, whether no matter how you're looking at it, that issue as of today uh, is not an issue. So if you've got a health care problem, you will be able to get insurance. The, the, the challenge we're facing now, of course, is there are limited carriers and, and prices go up. Although I will say this, and again, I'm not a fan of the ACA, not even close. But I still pay a lot less today, half, than what I paid back then. So I was for three people, I was paying over $2,000 a month. And um, now, now, granted, Wes has gone on. He works now and has his own plan. But even when he was in college, I was still paying combined under 1000 with this, with this new um, program. So the first thing is, you know, you need to at least understand what your options are. And if you're going to retire before 65... You know, the, the number one question usually is, can I stay on my employer's health insurance? And, you know, ask that. Big companies like Procter & Gamble, they'll let you do that. Um, smaller companies, very often, now you get Cobra. So, you know, just understand what your options are. And you don't have to just go on the website. That's another nice thing. You know, there are agents that will work with you. They get a small commission, not a lot. But they'll work with you um, to assist you, you know, on that. So average person's not well-informed. Get informed. It's, it's really not as complicated, I think, as we've, we make it to be. Because if you watch the news, you know, they'll just go on and on about it. At least locally here in Cincinnati, you do have a few choices. And if you're in Dayton, actually, you have, a, you have even more choices and some, some fairly good ones. But it will change year by year. So every time I have somebody ask me, you know, they're 58 and they want to retire 62. They say, what do we do about health care? 
you know, I just kind of chuckle. They <laughs> said, I don't know. We're going to find out then because, I mean, as you know, I mean, you know, here, here we are. Um, so if you're going to end up listening to this particular podcast years from now, you know, here we are right now in the spring of uh, 2017. And all we know is that it's up for major refinement, but we don't know what that's going to look like. Well, it's interesting that, uh, you know, you kind of talk about your personal experience with sleep apnea. And I know you've talked before on the show about diabetes and, diabetes, and, and yeah. how, you, how you dealt with that. I mean, yeah. what are you thinking some of the most common healthcare related expenses are that are going to have, you know, those big impacts on a retiree's wealth? Well, you know, when you get to retirement, you know, Medicare and the supplement plans do a pretty good job, you know, absorbing most of that cost. But the big one for retirement has to do with custodial care, assisting you with the activities of daily living. So, you know, we've worked with a number of people over the years where when I met them, they were in great health. But sadly, neurological issues like dementia, um, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, um, they happen. They happen to people that I know and I care about. And um, those are expenses that are on them. Uh, we had another client who had to have a major amputation, which mm. um, basically, you know, he's fine. I mean, you know, he's a great guy and he's got all his mental faculties, but he needs assistance getting around. And so, uh, you know, prosthetic wasn't going to work for him. So these are people who need custodial care. And custodial care is not a paid for by Medicare. It's only paid for by Medicaid. Now, Medicare provides it for like 100 days, right? And actually, it really only provides it for 20 days. After that, there's a huge deductible. So if, if you have difficulties in that area, uh, then uh, you have to pay for that yourself. And when you have no money, that's when uh, Medicaid will step in and will pay it. So that's the big one. And, you know, if you're single, I don't necessarily think self-insuring it's a bad strategy. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a great strategy, but look, you want to spend all your money on that and then go into some type of um, nursing home facility, you know, because you're incapable of doing the activities of daily life, fine. I mean, you're going to need some loved ones to assist you as far as the procedural aspects of it. But if you're married, that's a problem because you and your spouse are relying on the same nest egg. And if one gets ill and it gets spent down, it doesn't leave the survivor with a whole heck of a lot. So, um, you know, be aware of custodial care costs. They're not going to go down. We are living longer and longer as a society. There's some good points to that, but there's also some bad points to it. And the best advice I can give you, if you're listening to this podcast and you're my age in, the fi in your 50s and, you know, Walter's, you know, just indicates some things I've had to deal with. But really, I mean, I've gotten the, the diabetes completely under control. I mean, I think my doctors would tell you that I'm not diabetic. It was just that for a period of time, I had a high A1C and I addressed it. And the sleep apnea, you know, I don't know. I have a fat neck. There's not much I can do. It's genetic. My father has it too. You know, we, we, we fall asleep and our trachea falls down on itself. Uh, there are things. But my point is take care of yourself. Just, you know, if you're in your 50s, seriously, you've got to do a fair amount of cardio exercise. The benefits will be huge. And do weightlifting too. You don't have to make yourself a moose. But really, um, take the time to push yourself physically so that when you are in your 80s, you can be mobile. I mean, how great is, I have a client, he's a retired orthopedic, and he is in such great shape, he still skis, and, and he just, he, he knows what he needs to do, and probably being an orthopedic was a big help in that regard, but he knew at, a, at you know, when he was in his 50s and 60s, what he was gonna need to do so that he was still mobile in his 80s, and boy, mobility is what it's all about. When you can't get out of a chair, 
that changes your entire perspective. So take the time there to, to lower those costs. Some things we just can't control, you know, Parkinson's, dementia, it's going to happen. It's sad, but it's it's life. There's a chapter in my book called It's Going to End Badly. <laughs> That's just the way, <laughs> it's gonna the way it is. So, you know, prepare for it. But yeah, no, long-term care is a big issue. Um, the likelihood of needing it, about 50% when you reach age 65. So please don't, don't just assume it's not going to happen to you. It probably will. So be prepared for it financially. And understand this, you know, the cost for it now might be, you might think, well, I can, I can self-insure that, but it grows at about 7% a year. That means it will double in price every 10 years. So do the math. That means it would quadruple in 20 years, if I do that right. No, double, yeah, double twice. So um, compared to what it is today. So if something, if it costs, say, $200 a day now, in 10 years, it'll be $400 a day, which means in 20 years, it'll be $800 a day. So it will quadruple in cost over 20 years. Be mindful of that. Make sure your plan addresses that issue. Those caprils and their weak tracheas, I tell you what. You know, <laughs> just... <laughs> That's, yeah, I, I don't know. So far, my, my son is not showing any signs of it, but I was a, I was a big snore. He's, he's, he's got his mother's trachea, so he's yeah, and, and he only weighs 170 pounds. So I think that's probably part of it too. Oh, it's too funny. He's at the weight. I if I was at his weight, I probably would not have it. But uh, it's uh, it's a hard way to get. There. I have too much muscle to get. He, to he's his at weight, fighting. He's like at fighting weight, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, 22 will do that for you. Exactly. Well, it's uh, it's interesting though because. You, you listed a whole lot of problems, and mm-hmm. you, you have that chapter that says this is probably going to end badly. And a lot of the times, it's not going to be just you die. Uh, as you mentioned, there's going to be a lot of ailments and things that come up, and it's going to lead to long-term yeah. care you know, considerations and needs. Right. But, Dan, the, a common complaint is that people think that long-term care insurance is way too expensive. And yeah. so then they don't yeah. want it. They just roll the dice and— yeah, they, they don't even explore it. Now, here's understand that long-term care insurance is probably the most, I think the term, malleable insurance that you could ever buy because you can, you can adjust it to meet all of your exposure. You can adjust it to meet part of your exposure. It has a lot of different ways you can go. And as you adjust it, the costs change accordingly. So, for example, one of the things they'll ask you is, how many years of coverage do you need? Well, of course, I don't know how long I would be in a nursing home. So, you know, so, well, do you want it unlimited? Okay, unlimited. Well, if you ask for unlimited coverage, which means it'll cover you forever, that's without question the most expensive you can buy. Well, understand the statistics. The statistics are, you know, by four years in, 90% of the people in your age group, if you're in your 60s, will probably have died in four years of needing custodial care. There are exceptions. The client of mine who had a major leg amputation, he's going to live a lot longer, okay? So he will fall into that exception group. But most of the people who have serious neurological issues and they get to that point, um, eventually it wears them down and they pass away in that four-year time frame. So if you look at a policy that covers you for four years, it's considerably more affordable. Now, another thing you could do is you could choose to pick up some of the exposure, but not all of it. And that might work. You know, so I hear people say, I want to self-insure it. Well, again, the problem is that the cost is going to rise, and your net worth may not go up because you're pulling money off of your portfolio to live on. So, you know, if you retire with a million in 20 years, you may still have a million because you've been drawing income off the portfolio. You haven't allowed it to compound and grow. So maybe what you do is you pick up part of the exposure. Um, there's other things, too. There are life insurance policies that provide long-term care benefits. So you can have a portion of the death benefit now if you need it. That way, if you never use it, your, your estate gets a death benefit that's greater than the premiums you paid in. So there's a lot of ways. Look. I just want you to have a strategy. 
You know, this idea that it's just not going to happen to me, I don't, I don't like that. I had a client just very recently pass away during the middle of surgery, and he was, you know, I mean, you know, he was in great, great shape on appearance-wise. He had some coronary issues. But, um, you know, in, in terms of the way you go, that was it. You know, he, he, he was here today. He was gone tomorrow. It was sad. I mean, I love the man dearly, but he didn't have to linger. And I think that's what we're all trying to do is we're all trying to avoid lingering. So, guys, just, just don't put your head in the sand on this thing. It's, it's just going to get worse. And um, if you're married, um, it's going to impact more than just yourself. Um, if you have heirs you want to leave assets to, it's going to affect that desire as well. So um, understand long-term insurance, care insurance can be a lot of different things. Um, if you're unclear on this, you know, give, give my office a call, 513-563-PLAN. I'll be more than happy. Nikki and I will sit down with you. We'll show you what your options are. No obligation. Just uh, I, This one worries me so much that... I won't quite go ahead and say I'm going to set up a pro bono long-term care <laughs> group, but um, I give away a lot of advice in this area because I, I really want the people who take the time to listen to what we do not not be misguided on this issue. So sometimes our assumptions are just off. So you know, go to quizdan.com. If you scroll down the bottom, you can reserve an appointment or call my office again, 513-563-PLAN. That's 7526-513-563-7526. We'll sit down with you. We'll, we'll show you what your options are. Again, you can reach out to Dan Capril and the team at Matson and Capril serving you as always in Cincinnati and all the surrounding areas with offices in Cincy, Beaver Creek, Northern Kentucky as well. 513-563-PLAN. 513-563-PLAN, your number to call. And you can always find them online at quizdan.com, also where you can listen to past podcasts and uh, get lots of great information on the website as well. Such an important topic. Make sure that you address health care in your financial plan. If you haven't done that before, well, use now as an opportunity to go ahead and address it. Reach out to Dan Capril and the team at 513-563-PLAN or quizdan.com. All the info you need is there. That's another edition of Solving the Financial Puzzle podcast. We'll talk to you again next time. Thanks for tuning in to Solving the Financial Puzzle. If you want to find out more about Dan Capril or about today's topic, visit matsonandcapril.com. And be sure to join us for the next edition of Solving the Financial Puzzle. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Dan Capril is an investment advisor representative of NPM Wealth Advisors and Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC. Both firms are registered investment advisors. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a private policy statement for either firm, call 800-353-7923.